Warning, boiling water and putting it in a bag is not cooking. Hey everybody, this is Derek and with me today is the only man to make a cob salad in the wild using old man's beard and poison oak, Carl Mandrioli. What's going on, buddy? Cobb salad. I like it, man. With me today is Derek Somerville, a man who cooks with soul when he burns his shoes over the fire. True. All true. true All true. story. Yeah. We got a fun, fun episode We today. do. Did you, but real quick, did you, with my warning about the boiling water, do you, do you agree with that? Cooking uh, boiling water in a bag is, is bad? <laughs> is that what you're no. saying? Is that what you're trying to get? Boiling water in a bag is bad. No, it's just not cooking. Like, like we, we want to differentiate that when you just simply boil water, it's not you're not actually cooking anything. You're just rehydrating food, right? Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. I just want true. to differentiate because we're going to talk about you know just different some different cooking options and such. And anyway, yeah. we're not going to totally dive into the food portion of that. Just more the, kind of the setup, I suppose, right? Correct. So we so, have. Yeah, we, t- Go ahead. I was going to say we have a, kind of a celebrity on today, I would say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who's that? Mr. Jesse. This is Jesse from uh, Backcountry Forward, YouTube. Yep. And a legend in his own right, becoming huge. So uh, I'm excited to chew the fat with him, if you will. That's cooking reference. And, for sure. Um, yeah, see what he has to say. So. Yeah, what's helpful for having him on is he actually listens to our podcast regularly. So he's going to get all the references and... He's going to be able to throw it back at you, Derek. He's not going to take any of your nonsense. I'm not worried about me. I'm more worried about you and your playground fun that you like to have. So I think he's okay. going to sling mud, back, sling mud back in your eye. <laughs> okay. So uh, we do have a Bible verse for today. Ezekiel 24.10. Heap on the logs. Kindle the fire. Boil the meat well. Mix in the spices and let the bones be turned up. Boom. Mm. I think Sounds that's... like some bone broth there. I think <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of an all-in-one verse right there. That's good. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of relates because yeah, we're going to be doing we're talking about kind of how how to make that happen in the backcountry. Indeed, uh, Derek, what's the best meal you've ever made on the trail? Made or added water to? I'm going to say <laughs> added water to your is, own interpretation. <laughs> it's, mine is the go-to backpackers pantry salmon pesto. A little okay. pricey, definitely pricey, but worth it i usually eat it on the last day of the trip and it is golden every time okay gotcha yours is uh granola bar right (laughs) no actually yeah at times when i'm in a spot where i'm not flying out to to go backpacking but where i'm just driving you know i i like to freeze some food for the first night so i just really like a good hamburger night one out there just you know bring the bun bring the toppings bring the seasonings and mm. I'm not boiling the meat like the verse mentions, but yeah, just cooking it. Sometimes, you know, I'll bring a, a pan and sometimes put it over the open flame. And yeah, that's my favorite one. That could be good. So, that could yeah. definitely or, be or good. Or bacon. Bringing some bacon too is good. Bacon is always a good idea. But for sure. But some some people, you know, if you're, if you're flying out or if you, you know, depending upon how, how much time you like to prep for your food, some people are only bringing the dehydrated stuff, and that's totally fine too. So we'll we'll discuss that as well. Okay, so so we're gonna so we brought Jesse on because he actually made a video about kind of just cooking setups, cook kits, and such. And so he's got what he just he knows his stuff regarding cooking and the best cooking setups. And he's got some pretty strong opinions about things that um, that you and I 
like and some things that he he may not like as much so we're gonna hear what he has to say and um and then we'll we'll talk about it so without further ado here is jesse from backcountry forward so uh derek and i are here with jesse from backcountry forward a rare time when derek actually joins us for an interview jesse how's it going it's going well. Thanks so much for joining, Derek. I'm just I'm just waking up, guys. <laughs> guys, I'm just waking up. No, I'm good. Uh, yeah, we got the Canada. No, I think you are just waking up. We, I am just waking up. I went to bed at four, yeah. but I'm I'm up at nine thirty for Jesse. Ooh. Okay. And uh, we got. Wow. I'm excited. We got the Canada man up today. This is good. Why the late night? I mean, from a fellow Nighthawk, I uh, I usually stay up till two three o'clock myself. Why the late night? Uh, well, I have to take care of uh, my kids. Require a little bit of extra help during the night. Right. So gotcha. I am up being just earning data of the year points. You know, Carl's never really come go. close. So I'm just trying to, <laughs> yeah. you know. I think Jesse's trying to flip it. He's starting to interview Derek, but this is about you, oh, Jesse, right. not about Derek. I'll answer Derek any question about you himself have. all day long. You want to, yeah. oh. so, <laughs> all right. So I've got some rapid fire uh, questions for you. So I'm just going to, sh- I'm going to shoot them off and the, the hope is you can just kind of answer them fast and just kind of just quick just to get to know you you know a little bit about yourself and um just your opinions on various things since you listen to our podcast i feel like i can reference some things from a podcast sure. and and you can kind of have a take all right do my best so all right thanks so um on a scale of one to ten how hard is it to leave youtube comments oh boy here we go i already know yeah, this is going i, I know where I this know. is going too <laughs> here's the problem <laughs> carl barely Derek wants to talk about himself again. Derek wants to talk. This is about Jesse, and you well, want to no, answer we'll first. We'll see what this go goes. Ahead, we'll go ahead, Jesse. Go ahead. We'll see what this goes. <laughs> I, I said it's a two. I said it's a two. You can up that. Okay. So you just type it in, and then it appears. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, J- J- side note, Jesse's left some comments on our, our latest videos, and, and Derek's still struggling with that. So <laughs> uh, we'll, I'm we'll do a tutorial afterwards. <laughs> hey, Carl got a new computer, and okay. he's not sure how to use it. So how long did setup take for us today, Carl? Like 30 minutes because of your problems. <laughs> new new technology, guys. New technology. Second question. Do you drink out of the pot or do you have a separate mug for like warm beverages? I have a separate mug. Okay. So you have a pot and a mug. Yes. All right. We'll get to that. We'll get that later. Yeah. Third question. Do you think Derek's pad flew out of a trailer or that he simply left it at home? Oh. Um, wow. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can be honest. It's I, I fine. think I, I think I actually have to side with the fact that he that it, he he it flew out of the trailer or somebody stole it. Okay. I actually think it's possible it was stolen. Like Thank I'm, you. I'm I'm legit. Like you got to think Thank if you, you had a business where you carry guys back and forth, you know how much gear is probably left behind. I bet you that driver has like a Kijiji exactly. page or a Craigslist page with like all the left behind Kijiji. gear. Yeah, Kijiji is Craigslist up here in Canada. So right away he gives me the benefit of the doubt, Carl. Hmm, maybe we. He's giving you the benefit of the doubt, and then he's going further and accusing Bill of thievery. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't. He doesn't know. Who does he know better? It sounded like a little bit of a shady situation. I mean, you guys said Bill was an interesting Mm. character, so I don't. I don't know. He was okay. In your video that we're going to be referencing today, just about like you know cookware and such, you said man cannot live on granola bars alone. That's that's a quote yes. from your video. Yeah. I have a story behind Ooh. that. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to hear the story, but was that just like a kind of like a little side comment or was that more of like a challenge? Like, can we, can we make that happen? Uh, if you want to make that a challenge, you can, you can make that a challenge. I will not accept that challenge okay. personally, but you know, yes. maybe, maybe that needs to be a, this year, 
backpacking trip challenge between you guys. I mean, whoever wins the next uh, next trivia round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like how he's flipping this around. I like how he's, I like this. This is good. So are you agreeing then, Derek, to only bring granola bars in the next trip? Uh, no, no, I'm not. No. Okay. What do you? <laughs> Carl likes to bring some kind of free free food. Like, uh, what do you, you have to bring your drink powder mix and leave it on the trail. You have to, okay. you know, you were gonna bring muffins. I think you told me. Okay, but seriously, that that comment came from because a, a guy reached out to me and said on his first backpacking trip, he thought he could do a three day backpacking trip, and thought that he would be fine with three granola bars a day. Three and granola so bars, not like energy bars, but just straight up, just like the hundred calorie granola bars. Straight up Cliff bars. They were just Cliff okay. bars. Which I mean, don't get me wrong, Cliff bars are decent. They're they're tasty, but I right. that no, that's not a meal. Okay, well, even three of those at at once is not a meal. But he uh, he made it out. He made it a little <laughs> That's a gamble. Like intentional rationing, I guess. But no, he genuinely thought it was enough. He thought he'd be fine. Because he'd right. never backpacked before, so he didn't know what the energy exertion would be like. He was just thinking, oh, you right. know, it's just going for a walk. I'll have a granola bar. I'll be fine. Right. That's – uh, do Canadians call Cliff Bars granola bars? Yeah, I, I, I would say most people would probably say – I mean they would call them Cliff Ooh, Bars. We call them more – yeah, those are more energy bars, right? Because granola bars are like 120 calories, and Cliff Bars I feel like are – what are they? At least like two – I don't know, three – three I don't know. I don't know. I don't have memorized. Uh, they're more substantial either way. So I, I don't think actually I usually call something an energy bar. We'll have like protein bars versus granola bars. Okay. Um, but an energy bar, I, I don't call anything an energy bar. I mean, maybe some people do, but unless it was like a infused with caffeine, which those do exist. Right. Like the energy yeah. drink. Okay. You know, it's funny. We were mentioning the whole candy bar, uh, granola, energy bar thing earlier, a few episodes earlier. I went to Mars.com slash Snickers, and okay. they themselves said, we have one of the most famous candy bars ever. So I thought okay. it was kind of interesting, Carl, that you thought that was an energy bar. Yeah. I, I mean, you're you're going to the source, which is wise, but you know, you can't, the source does not always account for cultural adaptations in the backpacking community, don't, right? Don't twist. No. I mean, if, if they're saying it's a candy bar, it's a candy bar. That was the bottom line. All right. Those are my rapid, rapid fire questions. I think we get a sense of, of who Jesse is and that he's got an awesome sense of humor and um, gives Derek credit, probably more credit than he deserves. Not, so. not true. Not true. <laughs> An accurate, positive man. <laughs> All right. Um, Jesse, are you looking for a podcast hosting job? Is that uh, something you... Uh, <laughs> we can talk about that later. I want to know, I want to know what what is your favorite backpacking country backpacking country what am i saying <laughs> still early for me what's your favorite meal to make when you're backpacking okay yeah this is, is there like a favorite two top favorite 210 percent is wow. the backpackers pantry creme brulee mm. now that Whoa. is not a meal but that is like every backpacking <laughs> trip i do i bring that out it. like that's that is golden you gotta have it it's okay it's become a tradition i don't think we've had that before Oh, it's a game changer, guys. The creme brulee? Okay. And don't, here's, here's a hot tip. They recommend making it with cold water. Don't do that. That's garbage. Make it okay. with hot water. Late at night when it's cooling down in the mountains and you sit right. down with this like custard and it's got this like sugary crumb, crumble on top. Oh, it is. Look how excited he's getting. Look how excited he's getting. Yeah, right. no, that's yeah. good. The passion. Well, let me ask you this question, Jesse. Is, if it's that good, why not just ditch one of your meals and just double up on those for a night? You know what? It, that's not a bad idea. You know. Now he's thinking. Yeah. Okay. How many calories is that okay. thing? Oh, 
I don't know. I think it's we don't have this memorized, Eric. Yeah, I think it's like if I'm not mistaken, it's his I favorite think it's meal. like 600, 600 calories or something per pouch. Because I think it's like second. Oh wow. They say okay. it's like I think they say it's like three hundred calories for for half the pouch. You know how those things are, and who eats just half the pouch? But um, right. yeah, I think it's I think it's six hundred. Okay. So that's yeah, that's like meal worthy right there. So that could be just one one of those could be meal. Yeah, I'll do it right before I go to bed, and it also helps keep me toasty warm throughout the night because I'm kind of a cold sleeper. Gotcha. All right. Well, this this is kind of the direction we're heading for this podcast. It's just kind of like cooking setups, just kind of just general dinner setups, and just any anything related to that, I suppose. So you did a video basically covering just kind of like cookware essentials, and you know, yeah. like a cheap but efficient cooking kit. So in your opinion, this is this is if you have kind of like an open flame stove, whether it's you know like a pocket rocket or even just like those MSR whisper yes. lights which, which plug into the white gas. So um, things that kind of go on that type of setup, what would you consider like cookware essentials or, or things that you think are, are good to have for the folks out there? Yeah. So, you know, I think everyone's going to need things maybe a little bit different depending on if you're a mountaineer versus if you're a large group. But I mean, the core of any, any uh, backpacking cook kit needs to be a stove of some sort, needs to be a pot. I'm a huge proponent of a pot with a lid because I think that okay. saves you time boil time it also stops like if you actually do want to do any cooking over an open Mm -hmm. fire it keeps that ash Mm -hmm. from getting into Mm -hmm. the the water and the food Mm -hmm. there so i think that's great uh and then you're gonna need um some sort of utensil but i mean you don't even need like everyone's huge on the the titanium sporks and their stuff Mm -hmm. sacks um, we know how you guys yes, feel about yes. that. Stuff <laughs> sacks. Love it. Love it. But um no, honestly, like just go to go to McDonald's, get a McFlurry spoon because it has that square okay. end that's hollow, and you can just take a stick and jab it into the end, and you have a long extended uh, spork or spoon that can dig into the okay. depths of mm. those bags. And so, anyways, you need some sort of utensil, and then uh, I do recommend you set. You asked me if I bring a mug. I recommend a mug unless you want to be drinking out of your pot. So I use the GSI mug, and the nice thing about that is it also has measuring marks on it. But when I first started, I needed some sort of measuring utensil. So I just took a freezer bag um, and marked on it with Sharpie, uh, you know, quarter of a cup, half a cup, one cup, two cups. And then that Mm. was my measuring cup in the backcountry, lightweight and so you need something to measure with, and that's something that a lot of people right. forget about. Yeah, and you, but you'd mentioned like a specific setup. Yes, where it was like this is this this kind of hits, Everything. you know, at least the the cooking pot portion of things, um, in a kind of like efficient but like relatively inexpensive totally. way. What was that setup again? Yeah, so this it's an interesting little setup. It's a cheap Chinese made setup. So there's if you go on Amazon and you type in like backpacking cook kit, you'll see like. 50 different brands and it goes you know some of the, uh, right. the higher end or if you want to say higher end brands are like biz gear mallow me gold armor gear for you they all create it's the exact same cook kit um, but essentially and they all come with these little ridiculous bells and whistles i think mine came with like a finger chainsaw so it has like these two yes. chains Ooh. and it has this saw <laughs> i don't think i've ever used it but um they all have their own little like gimmicks but then at the core it comes with a pot a lid, yeah. a frying pan, which I think is really valuable. I've used it a couple times to make bacon in the backcountry, but mm-hmm. um, it has that. And then it has, you know, two little cups and a ladle on the inside and a little scrubby. And usually I toss that. But then the other big thing is if you're careful and as you're looking on Amazon, 
you'll find that it includes the stove and it's this little e-tech city three ounce stove it's a a jet stove um okay not the highest quality but it's never failed me it has an automatic ignition just kind of like the jet boils do um and the whole thing comes to like anywhere from uh 20 to 30 dollars so hmm. okay yeah you know. so budget option right there and yeah. it's light the whole the just the pot and the stove together is uh 10 ounces so okay that is three ounces lighter and like a hundred dollars cheaper than the jet boil just saying mm. probably still too heavy for carl 10 ounces is pretty heavy for carl. <laughs> I don't it I is know. it is 10 ounces is just that you know by itself but no i'm looking online here i see a lot of a lot of options like you're saying 20 30 bucks you can get a good little yeah. package there so that's that's something to think yeah about. and the yeah. fact that like for a beginner who doesn't know what stove to get they don't know all these different just an all-in-one option where it's like mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. can say hey get this and it's honestly, it's still what I use. Like I've been going backpacking now. I've gone on plenty of trips. And this year I'm thinking of upgrading my system just to sh- save a little bit more weight. But it's just to me, it's a no-brainer. It's still really lightweight. Um, it's durable. I use it over the open fire. I've used it on multiple different stoves. Like it's just it's just a handy little thing. Have you ever used That's it to nice. try to like – nailing a stake into the ground and no but i did hear that that was that was absolutely hilarious in in your response i'm i'm, I'm sensing a little bit of a dig on the jet boil yeah mm. do, you, do you hate the jet boil strong you know i think i i think i uh i think i hate the jet boil wow to be honest love. to put it to put it on the same level i earlier i was thinking i probably feel the same way that that about the jet boil as you guys feel about Nalgene bottles or Carl feels about Nalgene bottles. There but you honestly, go. it's actually yeah. probably, no, it's probably more like the buff. Yeah. It's, it's probably it's like buff say, level hatred. Yeah. His, wow. his buff level hatred's pretty high. Yeah. And, and let me like, this is well, why, this is why, first of all, the thing's a okay. beast. Like it's, it's, it's weighty. <laughs> I remember picking one up on my first backpacking trip. There was a guy who had one on at the campsite that we went and I was like, Oh, like that's cool. I was looking at getting one of those and I didn't get it cause it was too expensive. And I like, pick up the thing and i'm like this right. thing weighs like a honking pound well no it doesn't weigh it doesn't weigh it weighs a pound with the fuel well okay it depends on which one you have the sumo which is like the 1.8 liter mm. it weighs 1.1 pounds um and then the one okay, liter the, sumo, that's, the one liter is you're thir- asking for if you buy something called the sumo <laughs> that's true the one liter is 13 <laughs> it's still 13 ounces <laughs> right it's pretty heavy okay so maybe so maybe a little more than a pound i guess with the the fuel canister like the medium sized fuel canister yeah. so if you're talking talking like a guy riding solo then yeah i 100 percent agree with you but if you're talking you got seven guys one stove i think the net weight savings i think you're gonna have a, a lighter weight setup with the jet boil if all you're doing is boiling water because you're bringing one less fuel canister right see what i'm dealing with jesse he's he's never wrong he, he never will say he's wrong so this is what you're dealing okay. with this is what you're dealing with right now i don't i don't, I don't quite get what you're saying so it, with my <laughs> cook kit which is also a one liter and has a little stove it's one stove, yep. one one liter pot, one right. fuel canister. Mm. I could cook the same amount of water with the same amount of fuel for the whole group. Mic drop. 
Incorrect. Incorrect. The jet. The jet bullet <laughs> saves fuel. D- Derek, notice Derek is will not have a strong opinion on anything. He's like, I'm just gonna play it neutral. I don't want to have a strong opinion. This is I'm clearly, gonna- <laughs> you know, when you call it a, when you call this your jet boil setup like a man setup. Wow, you've lost half the audience right there. <laughs> I, I'm Maybe probably gonna well. get so much hate for saying what I've already said. No, no, no. Now I, no, I'm, I'm with you when it's a small group of people. But if you are talking about an, an open flame sort of stove setup. One fuel canister, let's say for like a four-day, three-night trip, is not enough. Like, we've actually brought two fuel canisters, and that was barely enough on a trip um, with seven guys. The jet boil is so fuel efficient that you can get away with just one fuel canister. So if you're talking about the jet boil plus one fuel canister is approximately the same way as your setup with two fuel canisters. But realistically, when, when there's seven or more guys going on a trip... One stove, because of the slow cook time, is not going to cut it, and people typically bring more than one stove, so now you're talking adding three or four more ounces. So I think you can talk about comparable weights um, with the jet boil, but the jet boil just simply boils the water faster, and you're, and you're bringing less stuff. I will admit this. The only okay. setup in my mind, the only two setups where situations where the jet boil makes some sense is, like you said, in a large group setting, I can, I can see it being justified, I still don't right. think the price is justifiable. Like that is insane. A hundred dollars more than this cheap little like beginner cook kit set. Like that just, that's not worth it in my opinion. But yeah, uh, with a group or if you know you're going to a really, really high wind um, um, area and you're going to be camping on the right. top of a mountain, I guess I could see maybe a value there. But again, you can get a pretty cheap uh, windscreen as another option. For me, the biggest thing uh, that holds me back from the jet boil is first of all, it's it's not actually, it's not versatile. I'm all about versatile options. So like I said, I take my little cook kit, That's I, true. Put it, I put it on the, on the fire. If there's an, if I can have a fire, I put it on my stove. I can hop between the two. I have my, my little frying pan. It's one stove frying pan pot, no matter what it works. Whereas with the jet boil, you're limited to your little stove and not little stove, the beast of a stove. And, um, right. And honestly, like you said, for anything less, anything less than probably four guys, maybe three guys, the fuel savings isn't worth it. And you're still left with this awkwardness where it's like at the end of your trip, you have like half a fuel canister left over. Well, on your next trip, are you going to take that half a fuel canister? No, you're going to be like, well, I don't want to risk losing or like running out of fuel. So you start out with a full fuel canister again. So even though you've saved fuel, you also have these, which is what every backpacker has, that like shell for that cupboard full of like half used fuel canisters that they're like, I'll use this on a day trip one day. I'll use this at some point, but they just start stacking up. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut in here, Jesse. You're, you're, you're providing too many points at once. I can't respond. I, can't, I don't have the memory to respond to all these. Yes, sorry. This is, you know, this is... You know what this is like? This is like a white man's version of a rap battle. Like you're just going back and forth with each other. This is okay. so funny. Two kids on the playground. Right, Derek, before I be respond to what he just said, I would like you know to, I mean? again, renew the challenge to have an opinion about something. Just have a strong opinion about about something. Look, I, just I'm by just the watching the, season, the rap just, battle. Just have a strong take that maybe some people might disagree with. Just step out there. So we've talked, let me let me just get this straight. We've talked about a buff and a fuel canister and I'm I'm behind. Is way that what behind. you're saying? Like way, I need to find I need to find behind. something to be passionate yeah. about. Just something okay. in life. Like it doesn't even have to be backpacking. Just something in life. Have passion. <laughs> oh, wow. I have no passions. I love it. I think I think Derek, I think he's probably got some passions about food. Like I think if you if you threw down like a you know what whatever some sort of 
backpacking food. Backpackers Pantry is better than Mountain House 210%. Or it's the best food out there. This is what I, this is what I feel like. probably disagree with Jesse, that. I, I, no, Derek would agree with that. He just wouldn't say that. He wouldn't try to like stir up the, the pot there. I feel like Jesse's Jesse's talked to me for like two minutes. He already knows me better than Carl does. You know, this is the beautiful thing. <laughs> he goes right He goes right to the food. He goes right to the food. Yes. Yes, I do like Backpackers Pantry better because I have my salmon pesto meal. And that's my good. That's my creme brulee. That is my creme brulee. Yeah, I have to try that. Okay, let let me respond though. A, a couple of things that, that you said. So I, I I think we're in agreement with the high wind and the the larger number of people. Yeah. That's what it's used for, and that's typically that's why we bought it was for the larger group. And then also typically our group is just boiling water, so we don't need to be versatile. But you're right, it's not as versatile in terms of the cost. It's yeah, I guess the higher end ones might be a hundred dollars more, but these are. These are running at least last year when I bought one. They were they're a hundred dollars, and you use your your uh, you know your discount coupon at your favorite outdoor store. It's still you're right. It's still way more expensive, but it just became a faster, more efficient way for us to cook with f- fewer fuel canisters. So I think it sounds like for your setup, this does not make sense for our setup at times throughout the year because I typically end up going with larger groups. Like it, that just works for us. So. But you, but you understand his his passion for hating it because of the price point. This is the same price type. I mean, it's like a quarter. What, like a buff is like a quarter of the price. So it's like you're saying the same thing for you. Yeah, but I don't the need the, like the I don't use it. So and I can just make one out of my. Yeah, but we're not going to go back to the buff talk. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> so this is this is what I'll say. You know, I could I could be you know polite, and I'm coming into your house and saying like, yeah, I, let's agree to disagree. But I'm just gonna say you're wrong, Carl. But that's okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesse, Jess, you're welcome back Don't anytime. Be polite. You're welcome just, back just anytime. Be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell us about the YouTube channel. I want to hear about your YouTube channel. How did it start? Like, what's the inspiration? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, Cool. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story. So I think I think my story is probably similar to a lot of people's stories out there. You know, for years, I grew up hiking and whatnot. And I always wanted to go backpacking, but it was always that idea of like, well, maybe one day, maybe one year when I'm older. And I was saying that like well into my 20s. And finally, uh, some situations happened in my life where I just said, you know, enough is enough. Like I'm, I'm making this happen this year. And yeah, so I reached out to my buddy, a kid. longtime best friend, and said, hey, I'm going backpacking this year. Let's make this happen. And he was like, totally, I'm in. And I said, and I want to start a blog um, and, and write about my journey and then encourage other people to do it. And his idea was actually to start the YouTube channel. So we did that for a while. And again, like expected nobody oh. to watch our videos. But our first three videos were just product reviews and just so happened to be product reviews on some really popular products. And videos took off so that's kind of what started the it was backcountry forward it was this idea of we were moving towards moving uh forward into the backcountry and um a a couple years later he decided to Mm -hmm. kind of go off and do his own thing and i've continued on and so as i've learned i try to share a few things that i learn and one of the things that i'm just really passionate about is reaching out to other beginner backpackers and saying like you can do this you can start that journey stop saying like one day one day let me help you i'll give you the tips the advice that i've learned and and some of the gear because i think that's what holds so many people back and it is that price point and being able to say like you can start at a budget with some reasonably affordable options and get out there this year if you want so that's the whole thing is getting backpackers backpacking 
I like that. I think first of all, I'm going to give you backpacker vlogger points of the year. I don't know if that really matters, but uh, <laughs> points so, of the year. Yeah, they have they have awards. <laughs> they have vlogger vlogger of the year awards. Points of the uh, year, not award, but just just points of the year. <laughs> just points. Do, do I get a, what's it? Does that mean I get like a little stamp I can put on my videos, my thumbnails that says like backpacking and blisters approved? I have a patch. I can send that to you. Um, so, so what your overall it. message I got from that, or Carl's... It's in the shape of a toilet. <laughs> shape of a toilet, I love it. So the overall message that uh, I'm going to tell you right now, Carl took away from that whole speech of yours, which was fabulous, by the way, is that you started a YouTube channel and lost a best friend. That's what he's going to take away from that. Like, you guys aren't friends anymore, <laughs> and do you guys even hang out? So I'm going to say it for him. And okay, you you're, you're actually not too far off. There, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. I, I was trying to put the pieces together because I was like, okay, so, like, you know, he didn't really go into depth as far as, you know, why his his buddy left. <laughs> but he did reveal a story earlier about like observing somebody that he's gone backpacking with that had a massive jet boil, and so I thought I bet Jesse made a comment about his jet boil and that's what the rift was. <laughs> like that jet boil is stupid wow. and then like suddenly like wow. that's it's over. I think is that correct? That's probably what happened on the show. No, I think it was actually around filters. I think it was the filter <laughs> okay. comment that finally made him walk I, away. You know, what? I bet he, I bet he brought an aqua clip. <laughs> I bet that's what happened. Oh my god, that's <laughs> probably what happened. <laughs> that's what it was. Darn aqua yeah. clip. Speaking of the aqua clip, yeah, we're we're releasing part two of our video this week, and if you want to see the true hatred behind the aqua clip and where that came from, watch the video, and then it's going to be hard to argue for the aqua clip at this point. <laughs> Well, I'm not gonna lie. I've I've seen the video, and uh, I was I was appalled and entirely grossed out by the failure of the aqua right, clip, right. and definitely can understand where the hatred comes mm. from. Okay, thank you, thank mm. you. Um, so so you've been on YouTube for a while, so you know you put kind of a variety of videos out there. But what content have you put out there that's made the strongest connection or received the strongest reaction from your viewers? Do you think? You know, I did a giveaway last year. I'd like to say that that's what it was. It was all about giving a bunch of gear away to get a beginner backpacker who never backpacked backpacking. So that was fun, and I got lots of feedback, but that was definitely not the most. The most is, yeah. without a doubt, the infamous okay. ramen bomb video. Um, I had that video. Ramen bomb. Ramen Ooh. bomb. And it's like blowing up. Okay. 250,000 people have watched it, which is staggering. Are you serious? That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. It's uh, pretty intense. But what's really interesting, actually, is that it's created this little it, it, like YouTube starts showing it and suggesting it like crazy. And there's this community of prison guards and ex inmate that have like started talking and started a thread and talking back and Whoa. forth. And uh, it's really been interesting to see that kind of communicate the community engage with one another. Um, but then there's like plenty of hate comments. I've gotten health nuts who have been telling me like this is so unhealthy. Oh, and gotcha. Other people who are telling me that the sodium levels could kill me, and <laughs> okay. and, uh, and then the, the prison inmates who are like, yeah, this is what we used to make in prison all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Um, Look at did you. you. Did you learn That's that in awesome. prison? Is that where you got the idea for the video? I'm innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> oh boy, here we Backpacking go. Here we go. Gotcha. Don't even answer that. Okay, and just to clarify, the ramen bomb is not some, like wow. an explosive. It's a, it's some sort of a ramen meal you're making in the backcountry. It's an explosion of flavor. Oh, okay. 
Oh, wow. That's deep. That's deep. My dad actually has a theory that that's why it blew up so much, like, no pun intended, okay. <laughs> um, was because it has the word bomb in it. So all these ex-inmates and, and whatnot saw it and were like, wait, you can make a bomb with ramen oh. noodles? How do we do this? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's awesome. That's quite possible. It's definitely it's, quite possible. Um, it's just dehydrated um, mashed potatoes, ramen noodle package, spam, all mixed together in a freezer bag with boiling water obviously and it becomes this like noodly mashed potatoes spammy delicious goodness and um the funny thing is i didn't actually even Hmm. use spam so there's also this other side of the community in the comments that are huge spam lovers and spam is not as big up here in canada as it is in the states (laughs) and i use something called holiday luncheon meat no it's not big here either in some states it is i have been informed (laughs) i have been informed That, that's the quote of the episode. Do they still sell spam? Wow. I don't even know. Did they st- I know it's big in Hawaii. I know it's big in Hawaii, but I don't and know if it's big here. And the South, okay. honestly. Like, I'm not joking. I have had, like, tons of comments. I can see that. Those. Okay. But, um, that's funny. But, yeah, they hated because I, I said I had spam, but it was this holiday luncheon meat brand. And they were like, that's not spam. You have to use the official stuff. The official stuff is so oh, much better. Gosh. and I just was wow. on watching a backpacking video that wow. where the guy, yeah, he had some spam. I don't, I don't even think he was from the south though. I think he was from the Midwest, and I thought, and it looked like for him he was just talking about like, oh yeah, like I just got some spam, and I was like, that's weird and not normal. Like I don't see backpackers that have spam, but now this is the <laughs> second mention of that in the last week, so maybe there is something to that. So, okay, anybody out there, if you're using spam in the backcountry, can you let us know the thought behind that because. I do not get that at all. What do you do with the extra... What do you do with the can? What do you do with the spam cans? What I want to know. Okay, so this was my big mistake is is I brought a can. And again, tons of hate comments yeah. about that. Who brings a can into the backcountry? Um, yeah, that was, that was... How dare you? That was just a little bit excessive. Yeah. But supposedly you can get these like tinfoil spam single packets, um, which is what most, Ooh. I guess, of the through hikers and backpackers are doing. I have not been able to find them in Canada, and I have tried mm. looking to even ordering them up here, and like the shipping is insane. But huh. so what I do now is I'll I'll cut out a portion of the spam that I'm going to use, and I'll just make oh. that meal on like one of the first or second nights because you don't want to let that sit too too long. Um, but it's spam. I mean, it's that probably lasts a week on its own. <laughs> That's yeah. That's true. Yeah, a lot of preservatives there. So interesting, interesting. So yeah, and and just if you, I mean, you know, you're always making new videos with creative content. So, but if you're looking for that, you know, two hundred fifty thousand hit again, mm. maybe maybe start just using the word bomb in all your videos, like you know, making a spam bomb. You know, why the jet boil stinks, bomb. bomb. Why the jet boil stinks, bomb. So when I when I go on Amazon and I type in single package of spam. I see multiple options here. I'm not sure. Okay. Does does Amazon not deliver to Canada or something? Is that is that like a thing? Well, no. That's the thing is they do. It's just the delivery is insane. It's like 15 bucks of. Carl will shipping. send it to you. Carl will send it to you. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> just just wow. buy like just buy like Carl, 20 or 30. You're the most generous. That's right. He'll, he'll, he'll figure it out. Yeah. Wow. Or the folks in the south yeah. will start sending them out as <laughs> gifts. So. You know, I mean, you're potentially you're potentially rehabilitating prisoners with your YouTube videos. So I think. The least Carl can do is send you some spam. You know what I mean? That's the least you can do. Getting beginner backpacking backpackers and rehabilitating prisoners. Inspiring prisoners around the country. I love it. Jesse, if you come backpacking with us, I will, I'll provide the spam and you bring the rest of your stuff. How about that? 
Oh, see, see the flip there. <laughs> that was just a really quick flip. If you if you spend like a thousand dollars to yeah. come down and thousand yeah. dollars, yeah, he picked I'll up. Give you, oh I'll give my you god, he picked up on that real quick. <laughs> well, well, Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. And if you want to see more from Jesse, Backcountry Forward on YouTube, we'll link it in our show description and on our Facebook page. And you can check out the ramen bomb. You can check out the cook setup in more details to find out what that good deal is on Amazon and more. So, Jesse, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks so much for having me, you guys. Dude, that was good, man. Like, he had a lot of interesting things to share. So, what was one of your takeaways from the interview? Uh, you can survive without a jet boil, for sure. I think You can that, survive. You know, and I, th- I like that he was not afraid to throw mud back in your face. So, it was good. He kept you, he kept you on, he kept you on your toes. Um, no, he had okay. he had some good he had some good fair points about setting up lightweight um, you know cooking cooking ideas with the whole. It made me rethink like could we bring a pan more a pot more and just do some more I don't know like I know one year we did some bacon somebody brought a little pan that was great right um, so depending on the trip depending on what we're doing and how far we're going I'm you know it might be something right. to consider so. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and he had he had a strong opinion on the on the jet boil, and I and I, you had reactions to his opinion, and we're so we kind of jumped around all over the place. And I didn't. I don't think I responded to everything that I wanted to there. He had some really good points. I still think that that's the best setup for a large group if you only want to bring one stove and if you want to save on bringing fuel canisters, mm-hmm. which saves on weight but also saves on cost too. Like buying fewer fuel canisters is is just better. It's better for the environment. Yeah. As a side note, but um, one one point that he made was. You know, if you bring the jet boil and you, and you don't go long enough or you don't use it up, you're you're just gonna get stuck with all these half filled or like you know quarter filled fuel canisters, which is true. So I have a solution for that, my friend. Oh, please do tell. Okay, people that go backpacking also go car camping, and they have their stove setup, which is great. But if you bring your jet boil for car camping, that's a great device used just to boil water for hot drinks. And so if you it, I would just bring your half or partially filled fuel canisters just for the car camping and just use them up there. That way you're you're maximizing that and it's still an efficient way to boil water. That's true. I don't go car camping, so you can have all of my extra fuel. You can have it. Okay, I will take it when I drive out there. I can't fly with it, unfortunately. But anyway, there there is a solution for that, especially if you have the jet boil. Now, it's not as efficient to bring your, you know, to bring a third burner because it doesn't, you know, if you're putting a pot on top of a third burner, you might as well just use your your stove car camping. Correct. So yeah. that's one use, one additional use for the jet boil. But what he was saying is for smaller groups, it's overkill. And I totally agree with that. So yeah. yeah. All right. So that was one takeaway. Um, another takeaway that he had was, yeah, there's some just really cheap cook kits and you're saving only a couple of ounces by buying titanium right mm-hmm. yeah 20 to 30 bucks for a good kit and yeah lightweight with the stove with the stove with not the to stove. mention correct yeah not to mention that the titanium pot will typically cost more than that just for the titanium pot right that's true <clears throat> that is true yeah so anyway that that was another takeaway i had but yeah so check it out if you're looking for you know just a cheap way to kind of get into backpacking especially so yeah anything else you had no i thought it was good i'd love to have him again and uh he was fun he was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. For a for a, for a, okay, so for a Canadian. Feel- for a Canadian. Let's just. You know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. So <laughs> we're so we came up with our own couple kind of tips or things kind of around the the cooking realm, and 
yeah, we didn't really have specific criteria, so I have really no idea what you're coming up with, Derek. What, what was your first one? My first one is that uh, dirt is a great cleaner for your cups and pots. Like if you mm. you got some junk that's sticking to your pot and you can't get rid of it, throw a little smidge of water in there and throw some dirt in there and scrub it you do with your finger or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's a good cleaner. Gets the junk out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trying to remember what season you mentioned that one as a tip. Uh, did I? Forget. Maybe. Yeah. Because also, I'm going to say the same thing in response. I'm going to, I remember what I said. So if, if that was season one, I think that's, that's, that's definitely worth bears repeating, but yeah. I don't know. I, I just said that if it has, if your pan or pot has some sort of coating on it, like a nonstick coating, then don't do that. Well. Because that'll wreck it. That's, that could be true too. So if you have the, okay. yeah. Uh, good point. I'm yep. glad you added that. But uh, in general, okay. it'll get the junk out. So dirt is a good cleaner. Do you recommend dirt for bathing? Did I say that? No, I did not. No, uh, so I'm asking. No. Why would I? No, I would say it bring say? me some uh, peat moss as a loofah and <laughs> find me a river. Find me a lake. That's all I need. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you got? What's your first one? Okay, so I've got, I've, I've determined there's like four ways to deal with dinner here. And oh. so... Yeah, so, so my tips are, like, depending upon what you're willing to sacrifice and how lightweight you want to go, you can you can go with, like, the lightest mode all the way to the heaviest mode. And so, yeah, so I, I've kind of ranked them. Going stoveless, you know, eating those granola bars, man yeah. living on granola bars alone, like, not as enjoyable, but no. definitely the lightest weight option, right? For sure. We heard that uh, Chris Mead, I think, in season one mentioned that as a strategy for going lightweight if you're hacking the long trails. It's just, but you know what? Like for me, like a lot of the fun out there is enjoying a nice meal at the end of the day. So yeah. I don't think that's worth it. But if you're looking to shave a lot of weight, boom, going stoveless. The yeah. second thing is still going stoveless, but having a hot meal would be cooking over the open fire, like setting up a campfire. Yep. And cooking, which I've done before a few times. Have you done that before? I have. Yeah. Okay. What did you What did you make? I made some type of, I can't remember, it was some type of a meat. Was it fish? It might have been fish. <laughs> spam? No, it was not spam. Okay. Uh, I think it was might have been a fish, yeah. All right. Spam yeah, so yeah. as Jesse mentioned, like you might get some like, you know, campfire soot or extra flavoring involved mm, there, but that mm. that's definitely an option. And if you want to go really lightweight and still have that hot drink, you can bring just your your mug or your titanium mug and uh, maybe like a Ziploc bag so that that soot doesn't, on the bottom, it doesn't get everywhere in your pack. And there you go. So if you if you're pretty confident you can have campfires out there, that might be like a lightweight option. The next one is the the stove with the open flame that we mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. That's going to be the next light, the lightest weight option if you have a small group of people or if you're going solo. And then the last one, of course, is blast mode with the jet boil. That's the heaviest option, but not as heavy the more people that come and the single <laughs> stove you're using. You're sticking to that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, no, so, th- so those are the four w- the four cooking setups I think from lightest to potentially heaviest depending upon mm-hmm. group size. And yeah, yeah. Are, would you be open to to going kind of level two one year going no stove? Yeah, I think I could do that. I think I could do that. If we brought like a cooking pot and just or even multiple cooking pots, which is still lighter weight than bringing stoves and fuel, and just had that set up over the fire just to boil, and especially you know bringing the lid. You could still have your dehydrated meal. Yeah, no, that's true. You would do that with the group, the big group that we bring. Or I'm asking you. Uh, that's that's my hesitation. I think if it was like three or four of us, then yeah. If it was like seven okay. of us, uh, that might be that could be tougher. So I don't. I don't Why? Just, just take longer. Yeah, it'll just take longer. I don't know. It's not as convenient, okay. you know. Obviously, so 
And you know how you right. know everybody's tired sometimes. There's like, let's give me my food. So right, yeah, that'd right. be my hesitation. But I, I would. The try. one drawback too is just that that like the mug or the pot that I have has those like rubberized handles on it, and that those would obviously just melt immediately. Right. So you'd have to buy one that held up to the flame, I guess. Right. Exactly. So possible. Possible. Like you're possibly open. I have another one. I got one more. Um. So if you are looking for, I had a couple different ones. If you're looking for quick calories on the trail, and you're like, I don't know. You know, I need something tasty, but not, uh, I don't know what to do. You can always bring a bag of instant, instant potatoes, which I actually thought about bringing next trip because I haven't done that, actually. The Idahoan? Idahoan. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I need some extra calories sometimes. Sometimes I eat your meal and you're like, that was great. But I'm like, I just need something more. But you don't want to like dig into like some of your other snacks or something for the other, mm, for the next right. day. I'm like, just throw in a small bag or two of instant potatoes and get some calories. Quick. Dude, that's actually Easy. I think that's actually a really good idea for a backup as you're describing. Yeah. Like this is yeah, maybe well, not your main meal option. I mean, no, some people no, use no, it no. as your main meal option, but as a backup yeah. just like I'm still hungry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've good had that call. happen a few times. I'm like, yeah, maybe some instant potatoes. So I might right. try that next year. Yeah. And I will say that I and I've done that before. I brought those, but I've brought them more as like a main meal option and I like that Jesse was talking about kind of adding them to like the ramen bomb thing because like yes. by themselves after a few bites, I'm like, I'm tired of these things. Right. So, right, right, right. Yeah. But if right. you add it as like part of a thing or as a back, I think it's a good idea. So good call on that one. I like that. Yeah. Um, all right. My, my last, my last tip, second one, we're kind of, we're not doing our three, our typical three because we've got, because we had the interview today. So, um, okay. So I mentioned in a previous episode how titanium is not as good as a heat conductor. Like you'll notice it just, that metal cools down way faster than aluminum. It just doesn't, doesn't retain its heat. And so if you just really like a piping mm-hmm. hot meal, but you need right. something to, to soak or absorb, or if you have a soup and you're, you know, whatever you have going on and you pull it off the flame and just, it cools down too fast for you. you or if you're rehydrating food for that matter, you can bring like a, almost like a weightless, like cozy that you can make that fits your pot at home. And it's super cheap to make. And there's a ton of YouTubers out there that have kind of shown like done that how to videos on that. But basically you just, you can go to like a dollar store if you go during the right season and buy those, like those reflective metallic car shades. You know what I'm talking about? The ones you put in your windshield. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's yep. just a way where you just kind of basically use some tape and you, you cut it up and create your own cozy to kind of insulate your titanium pot or whatever pot you want to use just to keep things warm. Now, isn't it called a koozie, not a cozy? Is it a cozy? Koozie? I think it's a koozie. Yeah, but I'm, we're going to let this... I think I've heard it say koozie and I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. It was too like, awkward for you? Well, what do you... Yeah, it is. What do you use for the... Mu- like when you put your um, like your cold beverages in those... Are those called koozies? Yeah, those are koozies. I uh, mean, that's what so, we call them here at least. I, I don't know. But I think it's like cozy. Isn't it kind of cozy to have your nice warm food? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I think uh, that would be... I thought thought it was a Canadian pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. Uh, I love all Canadians. Um, They're very nice, eh? No, it's koozie, dude. It's koozie. Is it called a bidet? Is it called a bidet or a bidet? (laughs) (laughs) uh there's you know we can talk about pronunciation and words and grammar later no it it sounds like i need to because i've struggled on this podcast with pronunciation (laughs) these are things i don't typically use i'm talking about that's what happens oh wow no comment no comment okay that's funny 
That's all right. Funny. Um, so, so this is like a, just a general, I mean, we kind of bounced all over the place with just cooking setups and hopefully there's a nugget in there for somebody somewhere out there that took some idea. They're like, I can maybe use that idea. So I don't know because we were all over the place, but it was still fun. So that's all right. That's true. I After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I have two trivia questions if you want them. Yes, please. You want to? You, I'll give you some quickies here. Let's you you can... mustered the energy to create or search for two questions. Nice. Mustard. Well, I had another one, but you know we're shorter on time today, so I'm going to no, give you. No, no, just do just do three. We're good. You want me to do all three? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Quite. Okay. We got three. Then we got three for you. Okay. I know you love it. Okay. Question number one. Give me two items that you can eat with, other than a fork. Or a spoon. Oh, a spork and a knife? Correct. Spork and a knife. Good job. Uh, well, you, you're, you sound disappointed as if this was some crazy, intense Well, I question. thought you'd get a little more creative, and then I was going to throw the spork at. I thought like you'd, a stick? Like a tent stick? You could do a tent stick. I have done a tent stick. Yeah, we've seen that. That's true. Yeah, I thought you were sure. going to miss the spork, and I was going to throw it in your face, but you got it. I know. Well, that's, that's what I use, well, you, know, you got it. Uh, next one. How many, Thank according you. to REI... How many carbs per hour should you be consuming? Is it 60 to 70 per hour, 20 to 30, 200 to 300, or 5 to 10 calories per hour usually on average? Okay. This is a very specific question that I don't think your average person is going to know the answer to. Um, no, but you're, like Carl, you're Carl Mandrioli. Clark. That's yeah, true. You're, That's true. Yeah, you're Carl Mandrioli. 
Um, I think I was, now I don't know if this is true for, for backpacking. I think when I was looking at doing the fastest no time attempt last year, I think I was looking at doing like a hundred calories an hour. Was that one of the options? I thought you said, uh, no, it wasn't. Okay. Um, but I thought you actually said something that wasn't a hundred, but I won't say. Maybe it's 200. I don't know. But what, okay. What, what's the answer? It is 60 to 70 per hour on average. Which makes sense, which makes sense because that's, that's, you know, you're not exerting yourself as much. Right. With a backpacking. So yeah. Okay. So I'll buy that. Know, we won't give you credit. So it's but, like another, you know. it's like a, it's like a Snickers bar every couple hours. Oh boy. Here we two go. Two to three hours. Bar. Yeah. A candy bar. <laughs> right. So you eat a candy bar every two to three hours. Not an energy bar. Uh, okay. Final question. Give me three legit trail desserts. Cause everybody loves dessert. Obviously. What okay. are three legit? And I'll just say like cookies you brought from home. Nothing like that. We have a guy that brings that kind of stuff though. Right. Yeah, but no, are you talking about like, are you talking like, like dehydrated ones? Dehydrated cookies? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh my god. Oh, oh dehydrated <laughs> I was like, wait, you lost me for a minute. Dehydrated desserts, yeah, you can bring those. You could yeah, for okay. sure. All right, so you got uh astronaut ice cream. Okay. You got the creme brulee, which we haven't tried yet, but it sounds like we gotta try that from from Jesse's from recommendation. Jesse. Correct. Correct. We've got the, there's like all sorts of different kinds of cheesecakes, like the blueberry cheesecake and like the, I don't I know, thought some, I thought you were going to say the crumble. What about the crumble? Yeah, the, the raspberry crumble. Mm. I think I've asked you this question in a previous trivia before, but it was a while, it was a while ago, so I'll give it to you. Yeah. Um, and then we, we, we legitimately have a guy who makes these like, you know, brownie bites or just his wife makes them and sends it, you know, like he's carrying three pounds of this dessert and he shares with everybody, which is amazing. And, yeah. um, but that's not typical. Although, yeah, make, I don't know. I've seen people make, I've seen recipes for making cookies out on the trail too. So, okay, good. Listen, I'll, I'll give you credit for that. Not for number two though. That's good. Nice job. Okay. Well okay. done, my two friend. Well done. You <clears throat> Thank you. That was exciting. And finally, we've got tidbits. So just got a couple, uh, as I already mentioned, our second part of our video, how to find a Sasquatch part two is out and it's called the encounters. Mm. Like, quotations around the s and you can determine what counts as an encounter and there's some pretty unexpected things that happen for sure and obviously some drama with the clip. so if nothing else if you could just go on there and just investigate to see if derek has actually it's on there put any comments on there it's on there there's two comments because it hasn't been released jesse has a comment on there and rocky has a comment no, i'm saying there. the other ones are released but or i mean commented okay. on but the uh, not okay doing, yeah Anyway, just just kind of hold Derek accountable. That'd be great. So oh boy, that's, here we go. <laughs> that's my first one. This next one's kind of like a double-edged sort of announcement. So we realize that like while some folks are really struggling financially or with their businesses because of the virus that's out there, if you have a business that could benefit from some sort of free advertising that we, where we could help in any way, if you want to just kind of shoot us a message or an email we'd be happy to to promote your your business especially if it's like a you know a national business maybe even international business mm. because we do hit many different countries and we'd be happy just to you know if you want to like give us a, a message you, you could do an mp3 if you want to or you can just kind of write up a little blurb and we'll be happy to read it read it off uh for our listeners if, if that's helpful we would be happy to do that so if you're if that's something that could benefit your business please let us know uh, for those of you that are doing fine financially and like no problems, if you want to join Patreon, 
we're looking for 10 more Patreon supporters. And if we can get 10 in the next, I don't know, month and a half or so, we will, we're willing to extend our podcasting season by at least a month, possibly longer. So we're setting a goal mm, of trying to get 10 indeed. Patreon supporters. And you get the bonus content anyway. So you, you'll you'll benefit from the bonus content and then help extend our podcasting season. So Okay, cool. Um, I think that'll do it for us, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again to Jesse for joining us on the podcast. Check out uh, Backcountry Forward on youtube and we will see you guys next time and remember guys if you want a best friend you bring a jet boil on the trail carl's gonna be that best friend we'll see you next time so yeah i uh there's something else a little little tidbit uh you know Carl likes to eat plants and berries on the trail. And uh, so what he doesn't know is that I, I usually bring like a little pamphlet, a little book. Well, maybe a book about correct plants and berries that eat on the trail. And and I have strayed. Uh, Carl strays from this book and he gambles a lot. So what I have to do is I have to... I have to call the park ahead of time and let them know that he's coming. And then they, they will go ahead and plant, pre-plant plants that the trail that we're going on just so he doesn't poison and kill himself so if you have a friend like that uh you know send me an email let's do let's do lunch and we will get the business going well i don't even know what i'm saying at this point but carl's crazy you got crazy people i got crazy people let's save their lives let's save their lives <laughs>